You're listening to Raw and Real, a podcast for everyone dealing with loss. Join your host, Linda Piazza, as she and her guests share their experiences, knowledge, and heart when dealing with the tough topics of loss along life's journey. Our goal, whether you're dealing with a loss of a relationship, loss of health, loss of life, or loss of self, is to invite you to the table for our weekly conversation and provide some comfort in knowing that you're not alone in your grief. Now, here's your host, Linda Piazza. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Raw and Real Podcast. I am your host, Linda Piazza, and this week's episode, we're going to be discussing I Am Free to Be Me. Thanks so much for joining, and we're glad you're here. Thinking about today's episode and thinking about the title got me really doing some deep soul searching and some understanding of how people lose themselves in the midst of losses, regardless of what type of loss it is. And so whether you're experiencing a loss through death or you're experiencing a loss through a divorce or a job, career change, or you're losing some part of you through empty nesting because your children are gone, whatever it is that you're experiencing loss that may have an effect on you, may change who you are, you may be struggling trying to figure out things and you don't recognize the person that's in the mirror. You're unsure of who it is that's looking back at you because Whatever you have going on, whatever it is that has affected you when it's come to a loss in your life, it has changed you. And a lot of people don't realize to the extent that it changes you. And when that happens and you lose yourself, it takes a very, very, very long time for you to find yourself and embrace who you are. It's impossible for you to experience things in life that don't change you in one way or another. At the same time, it should be an opportunity for growth in making you a better person, making you more empathetic, making you more understanding, making you stronger, making you more able, making you, and maybe making's not a really good word, allowing you to see past some of the things that you've convinced yourself that, If it's through a divorce, you might have convinced yourself that you are not worthy, you're not good enough anymore. If it's through loss of a job, you feel like a failure, you feel like you've done something wrong. If it's a loss of a loved one, typically you don't feel a whole lot of stuff negative about yourself unless you have regrets. And then you start beating yourself up about the relationship that you had or the relationship that you didn't have. So today, we're going to be talking about free to be me. We're going to be talking about how to overcome all of these things and find yourself again. So when you look in the mirror, you recognize the person that you're looking at. How many of you can relate to today's topic? Have you ever lost yourself? Do these words resonate with you? There are so many ways we lose ourselves. Things that cause us to lose a piece of who we are on a regular basis that once everything starts piling up and we lose ourselves to multiple things, we find that we don't recognize who we are. We don't know who we are. And the person, as we 
reflect in the mirror that person that we see is not who we used to be. The way that we can lose ourselves in the ways that we do lose ourselves throughout this journey of life is through death, of course. When somebody dies, what ends up happening is a piece of us goes with them, depending on your relationship, depending on how close you were with them, depending on the way that they affected your life, the role that they took in your life can really take you back and you can totally lose a piece of yourself. You can lose yourself drastically in someone's death. I know that when Nina died, it took me two years to get up in the morning and not cry and go to bed at night and not cry. It was a rough two years. I had, I had to work. I had children. I had responsibilities. So I didn't have the time that I needed to really grieve her loss or her death. And each day I lost a little bit more of who I was because she was gone. One of the things that I did when she was alive and sick is I was her caregiver. I took her to all of her appointments. I was there with her through the journey from start to finish. I was there when she took her last breath. My days and my weeks were very, very consumed by our relationship, our friendship, by her disease, with her children, with her family. There is not a single thing I would have done different. In the midst of all of that, when she did pass away, I honestly had no idea what to do with myself. I suddenly had all of this time that was free that I didn't know how to fill it. And when I looked back at it, because someone had brought it to my attention that I have never been the same, I'm not who I was before she passed away, I had to take a long look at that and realize where I lost myself and how I lost myself. And let me tell you, it has been a journey from that point on to really get myself back to who I once was before she passed away. Other ways that you can lose yourself is through divorce, which I experienced that as well. You're somebody's wife. You have a different role in life. When you get divorced, some people are divorced because they want to be. Some people are divorced because they were forced into it. Some people are divorced because they were in an abusive situation. And in those cases, you have a lot of value issues that will make you lose who you were before you got into that abusive relationship. So divorce can cause all kinds of loss of self just by having your life turned upside down. Because no matter what, whether you want that divorce or not, whether it's the right thing for you or not, it turns your life upside down, especially if you have children. Because now all of a sudden, you are no longer a wife, but you are a full-time parent, mother, father. You are a chef. You're an accountant. You're an employee. You're an, a manager of your household, you are a million things by yourself and you don't get to share those responsibilities with anybody anymore. So then you find yourself just encompassing your days in all you can do to survive by taking care of your home, your children, and maintaining a job to bring income in so that you're able to support your family. 
So through that divorce, there's lots of things that happen and it's a trickle effect on little pieces of you every day going away. And it's the same thing if you lose a job. If you lose a business, your career changes, you are dealing with lots of confusion and a lot of self-esteem, especially when you lose a job or you start up a business and it doesn't succeed, you feel like you're a failure. And so then you're heavy and hard and down on yourself. And if you are a pretty happy-go-lucky person, normally, when these things happen to you, your personality is going to change, who you are is going to change because you're going to be hard on yourself and you're going to feel like you're not worth it, that you did, did something wrong, your joy is going to go away, and it takes a long time for you to find that again unless you go from one career to the next and the next career is pretty successful and it happens quickly, but most of the time that is not the case. Empty nesting especially single parents, this is tough. So I want to talk to y'all for just a minute because we can't be anything other than a mom or anything other than a dad, whoever has custody of the children. Nowadays, there's a lot of joint custody going on. But in order to be the best mom or the best dad that you can be, your focus has to be on your kids because that is your job. They didn't ask for this. They didn't ask for life. They also didn't ask for your bad marriage, your bad relationship. They didn't ask for the havoc that has turned their lives upside down. We have a tendency when we go through divorce and we have children, we think that we're doing the best job we can with our kids by sometimes fighting with our spouses, pinning one against the other, thinking that we're more of a victim than the kids are. Our emotions are all over the place. We're angry, we're hurt, we're grieving. And depending on the age of your kids, sometimes we don't realize the effect that it has on our children. And that's probably a subject for another time. But in all of that, when we are trying to be our best because our kids lives have turned upside down. And there's a part of us that realizes it. But for the most part, I think we are jolted more and we focus on us more through a divorce than we do the kids. At the same time, our roles, again, like I said, have changed when we are single parents. And 100% of everything we do in our life is about them. You're working to support them. You're going to school functions. You're you know, having friends and parties and you're getting to know the family so that you feel like your kids are going to be in safe environments. You're making sure that they're growing up well. You're taking them to church. You're doing all of these things that are priority and important to you to raise a very responsible, respectful, in my case, Christian child, children. And in doing all of that, do you think that I did or that we as parents have time for us. We don't. So we do our job. We raise our kids the best we can. We all make mistakes. And I've made plenty of them, trust me. And we get our kids through elementary school, through junior high school, through high school, through college. And then with 
you know, the grace of God, they are successful, they're well, they're doing well, and we raise them to be independent, give them wings to fly, and see these caterpillars turn into beautiful butterflies, and they are free, and they're living their lives, which is what we raise them to do. Some of them get married, have children, some do not, but they are on their journey that we worked extremely hard for, extremely hard for to make that possible for them. In the midst of all of that, we have done almost nothing for us because it was all about working our kids and keeping a house going. So then you find yourself one day, your kids are grown and gone, they're doing their thing and you sit back and you are proud of the job that you did because you're looking and you're seeing their successes, their happiness, and you're thinking, job well done, mom. But then you kind of take a step back and you realize you're an empty nester, you're a single parent, you're by yourself. What do you do with that? All of a sudden you realize in the midst of raising your kids for 20, 30 years, you lost who you were. So as a parent, as an empty nester, as a single parent especially, what do you do with that? It's hard enough for parents who are married and they become empty nesters as a couple, as husband and wife. And sometimes they look at each other and they're like, okay, so do I know who you are? Because they've lost their relationship sometimes in raising their family. Mom's busy, you know, taking care of and doing stuff with kids. Dad's busy working. Sometimes you got both parents in the household working and that creates a whole bunch of different set of rules or standards are the right words, but it, it just creates a different type of life for sure. And when that happens, sometimes the couple, instead of growing together, they grow separately. And then when the children are grown and gone, they look at each other and they don't know who each other is because they both lost themselves. They lost their relationship and they're trying to find their way back in many, many times these couples end up divorced because they realize they don't like each other anymore. They realize that they have grown apart. They realize that they have grown differently. And in cases like that, you have to kind of take a step back and say, okay, can we get back to where we were the day we got married? Can we get back to where our love was at one time? I'm not talking about getting back to who you were when you were 20 or 25, because if you're 50, you don't want to be who you were at 25. There are things that happen in our lives that are growth experiences. We are supposed to evolve. We're supposed to change through each experience in life and become who we are through wisdom and life lessons that we have learned along the way. And are you able and it's finding the love, not finding who you were at 25. It's finding the love for each other and finding yourself, who you are right at that time, in that moment, or who it is that you want to be. Are you able to figure that out before you head to divorce court? So empty nesting is probably one of the things that I think is huge for losing yourself for losing who you are, because you realize, I think that it's not so much empty nesting has caused the loss, 
I think empty nesting is the reality of the loss. Empty nesting is when you sit back and you realize you don't know who you are anymore. You are still a parent. You're still a mother, you know, sister, daughter, whatever the titles are. You're still that person, but in a different dimension. Your relationship with your kids change, which is really hard. And I got to tell you guys, that has been a struggle for me. I have been responsible all of my life. I'm 62. So for 60 years, I was taking care of everybody else. The oldest of nine kids, single mom of four, caretaker for friends and family who ended up with terminal illnesses and passed away. And each event brought me to another place. That is who I identify with immediately is a caretaker, doing things for other people, taking care of everybody else. And one day I kind of sat back and this was before my sister died. The reality set, set in two years ago when I turned 60. And I realized it's like, I don't know me anymore. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't have the responsibilities that I used to have. And it was eye-opening, a little bit of a punch in the gut. And my relationships with my kids were a little conflicted because I was still trying to be the mom of a 15 or an 18-year-old. Sometimes I still do that and I have to catch myself or my kids will let me know, hey, you're overstepping. We're grown adults. We have our own families. They need support, not me telling them what to do. And that's hard. And it's a work in progress and I work on it every single day of my life because my relationship with my kids have changed. You know, when my daughter, Stephanie, got married, one of the things that I remember telling her is, I'm not your person anymore. And that was hard for me. You know, she had had several back surgeries and a couple of different things going on. And anytime, you know, she had a back surgery or she had something medical, I was the one that was there. I was the one that took care of her. I was the one that she came to. And then all of a sudden, Brad came in and he took my place. And that was hard. And I remember having a conversation with her around that. And she said, Mom, he didn't take your place. You're still there. But, you know, and there's that but. Priorities change. She's married. She's got children. And her priority is her husband and her, her children. You know, same thing for Jordan. Priority is her husband and her children. Chris, priority is for his, his daughter. Tyler is starting up a career. He's got a girlfriend probably will be married at some point. And so his priorities and things have changed. So how have I worked myself into that and evolved in a different way as their mom? I'll tell you guys, it's not been easy. And I have lost who I was in all of that. Because again, from when I was little, up until I turned 60, I was responsible my entire life of taking care of other people. Now, I look back and it's 2020 and the only person I'm responsible for right now and the only person I need to take care of right now is myself. And it's tough and I don't know how to do it. And it's been a two-year journey and I still got a long way to go. And so 
I think becoming an empty nester and raising my kids and sitting back and being at this point in my life was a reality check of me losing myself and being free to be me, figuring out who I am, who I was, who I want to be again, taking the parts of me and that I liked, the parts of me that I enjoyed and bringing them to the forefront of, of everything and going back to being that person that I lost many, many years ago. And I don't regret it. It's not a matter of regretting. It's a matter of reality because you have responsibilities. The most important thing to me after my divorce was being the best mom I could. And trust me, I screwed up a lot. But my most important thing in this world were my kids and my family. You know, so when my parents got sick, you know, I was constantly going back and forth and making sure they were taken care of. That's who I am. I take care of things. I take care of people. And right now, I'm just now having a reality check. The reason I'm doing this podcast is to help other people through their losses and their grief. That's what I do. And, and, and I'm okay with it. And I think I'm pretty good at it as well. What is it for you? What is your calling or who is it that you are that you've had a reality check and you realize, Ah, that's who I am. But in the middle of being that caretaker and, and wanting to do things for other people and helping other people, I also have to find my center. And my center is very different because when I sit back and I think back and remember things and remember who I was, you know, from when I was little all the way through now and the joys that I had in my life, the amount of friends that I had, the things that I did, it looks very different right now. So I've got to go back and I've got to center and I've got to grab onto that main person who I really am and pull her out. And it's hard because there are lots of things that have attributed to losing myself through life's journey over the past 62 years. The other group of people who really, really, really struggle are new moms and moms of little children. I see this all the time because through my daughters and through their friends, watching their posts on Facebook and having conversations with them and during normal times besides COVID-19, you know, when this wasn't going on. But I saw a lot of my daughter's friends and, you know, would hang out and see things that they were doing with their children and stuff and realizing that, you know, they're moms of littles. And so do they have time for themselves? Are they able to go and have a girl's night? Are they able to go have a date night with their husbands? Are they able to go take that bath and just spend some time with themselves and make sure that they don't lose who they are as they're raising their family? And I will say that what I think most of the time is happening, which is normal, happens all the time. But I think if you have an awareness around it, maybe you can prevent yourself from losing you completely. So moms of littles, moms of, of brand new moms, first of all, you're exhausted because most of you are not sleeping, as I can see through Facebook of babies up all night and sleeping habits are and what you want them to be. Sick children. Right now you're struggling with kids at home doing homeschooling and parenting and taking care of the house. Some of you are also working full-time jobs while you're doing all of this. It is impossible. It's impossible, ladies. 
it's impossible, gentlemen, for you to be you and for you to take time for yourself. But it is imperative, it is important, it is necessary for you to find even 10 minutes in the day, whether it's the end of the day or the beginning of the day. If you have to get up an hour earlier than normal because you need some me time, do it. If you have to go to bed 30 minutes later because you need some me time, do it. I know you're exhausted. Take a nap in the middle of the day if you have to. I'm not really sure how you can get the additional rest you need, and I know you need it, but you need, and it is extremely important, especially through this time, to find 10 minutes for you. Otherwise, coming out of this is going to be a lot more difficult, and we're going to have a lot of people unhappy, a lot of people depressed, a lot of people confused as to what their role is in life anymore. And there are some things that are good that are coming out of this. And I think the family unit is getting back together. And I'm sure the kids are loving having dinner every night with mom and dad, because in today's day and age, that's not normal. That's rare because dad works late or mom works late or both parents are working. And by the time you get home, you're throwing dinner on the table and you're getting ready for bed and doing homework and kids are in bed. And there's a lot of stress around that. Now you don't have to have that stress. So in the midst of it, you are now having hopefully a little bit more relaxed family time than you did before. So yay to that. And let's acknowledge that at the same time, your roles have definitely changed. Your responsibilities have changed. Are you able to take some time for you in the middle of all of it? So there are many, many things that cause us to lose ourselves and not understand the importance of being free to be me. The things that we need to do to find ourselves is number one, we've got to let go. We have to let go. I have to let go of the losses in my life. I have to let go of the grief. I do believe, and I have said this a million times, you have to grieve, you have to mourn, you have to go through the process. Because if you don't, one day it's going to come back and it's going to hit you pretty hard and it's going to be that much more difficult for you to go through and get out of that depression or that funk you find yourself in three years from now if you don't do what you need to do when you lose somebody. So grief and mourning are important. You need to walk yourself through that process. You need to do that. Once you do, you honestly have to let go. This may sound silly. Today I got up and I made my coffee like I do every morning, made myself some scrambled eggs, which by the way were really good. And I had at Christmas, I bought all of my sisters a Christmas mug with a cardinal on it, representing what I felt like was my sister. Not that the cardinal's my sister, but it's always been said that if a cardinal visits, it's a visit from somebody from beyond, somebody who has passed away. So I had gone shopping with a friend of mine and found these mugs, and they were perfect timing. And so I got one for everybody. So every morning I wake up. And I drink out of that mug because I feel like there's an attachment or there's a connection with Diane and I. And this morning, really weird, guys, really weird. I decided not to drink out of that mug. I decided that I love my mug. 
and I will drink out of it from time to time, but I'm not going to drink out of it every morning. I'm going to let go. I'm going to let go. I have to let go. I believe and I know that the reality of her death has just now hit me. For eight months, I think I was in denial. And now all of a sudden, it's like she's not here. And it's been really tough. It's been a tough couple of weeks because that reality has really sunk in. At the same time, in order, and I will continue my mourning and I will continue my grieving, but there are little things that I am going to let go of. So one, I can free her. Two, I can free myself. And it's the same thing with my parents. It's the same thing with Nina, Ada, Ruby, my father-in-law, all of the people, Annie Lane, all of the people that have gone before me that have had a huge impact on my life. It's time to let them all go. It's time to free them. I want to remember them. I will always remember them. I will talk about them and, and things will come up and there will be some sadness and there will be some laughter. But at the same time, I never want to forget them, but I can't hold on to them to where I'm not able to move forward to the point of a place where I'm stuck and I can't get out of the mud. So I am unsticking myself and I suggest that you do the same thing because once we do and once we let go of that pain and that loss, we are going to be free to be yourselves and to find who you are again in the midst of all of that. There is always going to be a little part of you that died with them. There's always going to be a little part of you that misses them always. And that's fine. And that's normal. But at the end of the day, we're still here. So we still have to live in, I guess the word I'm looking, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. The only word that comes to my mind is sadness and how sad it is for me or you not to live our real truth and not to live who we really are because of our grief. So we need to let go and we need to figure out a way and learn how to do that. The other thing is getting perspective around it. So that's kind of what I did. You know, I've been doing the last couple of weeks, obviously, you know, we're on shutdown. I'm home by myself and I have been for a little bit over, well, it's about a month today that my granddaughters left. So I um, have had a ton of time to think and a ton of time to kind of have reality checks throughout things that have been going on and, and who I am and who I've become and who I want to be. I've had a lot of time to do some soul searching and I've gotten a lot of perspective around it. And I have reconnected with people I haven't talked to in a while. I've realized the people that I really miss and the fun times that I used to have and the relationships that I built throughout the years of people that it just... I just became too busy to maintain the relationships. They were too busy to maintain the relationships. And we really kind of both on both sides did not do such a great job at continuing our friendships. And some of these people that I'm referring to, I was super close to and I did things with them all of the time. Changed jobs, changed careers, moved, whatever it was that caused the disconnect. 
you know, I have a responsibility in it and so do they. Well, after all of this is over, I'm going to make sure that I reconnect with those people that were important to me, those people that are important to me, those people that added value to my life and those people that I want to continue in my life. So I've gained a lot of perspective around that because certain people will come to mind that I haven't thought about in a long time. One of them just recently has been on my mind a lot and, and I plan on calling him today, Matt Tritico. I met Matt many years ago at a Bennigan's. A friend of mine and I were sitting at a table and his friend came over trying to flirt with us or whatever. And this was a long time ago. And anyway, long story short, his group of friends and my group of friends, we collectively sat together, started laughing, talking. We all jumped in a car together, went to a local bar called Moe's and had the time of our lives. And we became extremely good friends, very good friends, very close friends. Even my sister who did not live here, Jennifer, she lived in New York and Japan at the time she was heading to Japan. She became really good friends with, with Matt. And somehow I want to say it was after Nina's death, Matt and I lost connection. And when I think back to Nina's death, I lost connection with a lot of people in that time within that two-year period because I was so sad. I was so depressed. God knows I was not a fun person to be around. And I let go of a lot of relationships. And I believe I let go of a lot of relationships in fear of going through the pain of losing somebody again. I didn't want to do that. So I'm going to call Matt today and see how he is because it's been too long since I've talked to him. So I've gotten perspective around that and realizing that, okay, I used to be fun. I used to have a lot of friends. I used to have a full calendar. I used to be a person that people wanted to be around. And I've lost that. I've lost that. I've lost that person. And I need to find that person again. I need to be free again. I am free to be me. I have nothing tying me down, nothing changing that. So I have got to dig through the right rubble and find myself and bring myself to the surface and be me again and be okay with that and enjoy it, embrace it. The realization of it is so important because once you realize it, then you can start taking steps to bring yourself back to a better place. The reality check of things in your life, whether it's about you or somebody else, it's about a relationship, it's about a job, are you in a career that you like, are you surrounded by the people that you enjoy, are you doing the things in life that you want to do? Guys, we all realize life is short. It is really short. And we don't know when our number's up, especially throughout this whole COVID-19. There's a reality check of what is happening. Our world is changing. I do not think that when this is over, anybody's going to be the same. That doesn't mean it's bad. That does not mean it's bad. It's just going to be different. We're going to have a new reality. We are going to live life a little differently, but it doesn't mean we have to lose us in the process. So I am encouraging you that through this, I know it's difficult, and I know that there's a lot of sadness, there's a lot of loneliness, there's a lot of depression, there's a lot of frustration, there's a lot of giving up, there's a ton of it, and I've experienced all of it, all of it, and in reality, 
when this is over, what do I want it to look like? Do I want to sink in my chair and feel sorry for myself? Or do I want to rise above it like I have always done in my life? And just hit it between the eyes and say, regardless of whatever this has caused, I'm going to be okay. My kids are going to be okay. My family's going to be okay. We're going to get through this and we're going to do it together. We're going to do it together. And I am not going to lose myself, the little bits of me that I have found because of this pandemic. I am going to take this opportunity and be the best me that I can be. And I think that as difficult as it's been, it has also been eye-opening and it's been good for the soul in a sense because I'm finding my center and grounding and I hope you're doing the same thing. And if you're not, after you listen to this podcast, take the time to find your center. Take the time to be grounded and figure out who you are and what you want things to look like when this is over. Okay, guys, now we're going to do our feature, getting the call. It was in October of 2012. There were a couple of phone calls this particular month, 2012, that led to a lot of concern and a lot of challenges. One of the phone calls came that my sister-in-law, Marie, was in the hospital and on life support and was having surgery. They didn't know how things were going to turn out and come to find out she had an aneurysm. At the same time that all this was going on with Marie, my daughter had gotten married. When my dad was here, he was complaining of his shoulder hurting and having some problems. He went back to New York the following week after he was here in Texas and went and had some MRIs done. And simultaneously, get the call about Marie and get the call about my dad the same day. And it was October 31st, 2012. Literally, guys, and I'm not kidding. I get a phone call from my ex-husband I am driving in La Sentera, which is a local shopping center here in Katy, Texas. And I was in front of what was a bank, a credit union at the time in my car. And he proceeded to tell me that Marie had passed away. And I was devastated. Marie and I were pretty close and we had a really good relationship she helped me through a lot of things through my life that I had known her. And she was always there whenever I needed something. While I was on the phone with my ex-husband, I got a click for another call coming in. And it was in from New York. So I told him I would have to call him back and I needed to take that call. So I clicked over to take that call. And it was from a doctor in Utica, New York, where my dad was informing me that my dad had stage four lung cancer. So within 30 seconds, I had lost my sister-in-law and was beginning my journey with my dad on his quest to try to beat cancer, all within 30 seconds. That phone call was 
both of them <laughs> again it was two separate calls within 30 literally 30 seconds that I was told the devastating news on two people that I cared deeply for one I lost that day and another I lost 18 months later my dad got diagnosed October 31st with lung cancer and he died March 26th of 2014 and Marie died that day I of course went flew to Arizona for her memorial service and it was very it was hard I've maintained relationships with her sons and my in-laws through my divorce so I miss her all the time and obviously I miss my dad all the time the thoughts that went through my mind that day when I got both of those phone calls as I was driving on top of it I mean, I ended up having to pull over because I couldn't, I couldn't drive. I, there was this shock obviously that came over me. There was a death and, and a, a life sentence diagnosis that was just life altering. And I just remember sitting there in disbelief and I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know if I should cry. I didn't know if I should scream. All I knew is my immediate reaction was to get home and get on the internet and find airline tickets to both places. Normally, when a situation like this came up with my dad, I would get on the phone with Marie and say, hey, the situation's going on with my dad. Any way I can get tickets, because Marie was an airline stewardess with US Air, and she used to help me often because there were often times there were sick family members that I had to fly home for at the last minute. And Marie would help me get tickets for her and her fiance at the time were, would look and see what the best flights were and what had the most available seats. And she would be able to get me home who I normally would call when I had something difficult and devastating happen in my life. And it's like, okay, so who do I call now? to talk to about it and to tell and listen to some words of wisdom from her telling me it was all going to be okay. It was, it was tough. Both calls were tough calls that you don't want to get, as I've said many times before, and I've had many of them. And again, I can remember where I was, what I was doing. I can remember the emotion and the feeling around all of it. And I hope, that it's a long time before I get another one of those calls again. Welcome back. So who are you? What do you want to be? What steps are you going to take to reinvent yourself? No matter which category you fall into, take some time for you. Do a me check. Take a bath, light some candles, read a book, go for a walk. Look at old pictures of yourself. They will tell your story. Take one of those that depicts the real you and puts you in a place that reminds you of who you are. Take that picture and put it on a mirror as a reminder every day when you wake up that that is who the real you is. And if you're not that person, then make it 
your day's priority to become that person and to do things within the day that's going to get you to that place, get you back to being you. And at the end of it all, embrace the real you. Till next week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we would love for you to visit our Facebook page, Raw and Real with Linda Piazza. If you have any suggestions, we would love to hear your ideas for future episodes. And as always, we would love your feedback. If you know anybody that could benefit from today's episode, please feel free to share. Thanks again for joining. Thanks for joining us this week for another episode of Raw and Real. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app so you get notification of all new episodes. 